possible there. Everything's ready for the quail hunt. Sorry, the quail? Yeah, it's a it's a clearly family tradition. Well, I, I think you might have to deal me out on this, because we're going to... Uh... Nonsense, I insist. John, you got to go. You're going to love it. You're going to love it. Zach, honey, um, you a little bit sick for hunting? Oh, no, I'm great. Honey, I'm great. Oh, I'm going. Right? <laughs> right? <laughs> okay. You're going. So, uh, I guess I'll see you later. I'll see you later. Just take it easy, okay? Okay. okay. Mr. Environmental's also a, a hunter. It's kind of an interesting combination. I hunt quail, Jeremy. They're overpopulated in this region, and they're decimating the grubworm population. You got a problem with that? Not nearly as much as I do with the uh, attire that you have on, or just your general point of view towards everybody. But let's go kill some birds. I'm psyched. What is up? And welcome back to another episode of Rotten Potatoes, where four friends sit down to review movies you absolutely should have seen already, but at least one of us haven't. My name is Scott, and I am here with the other potatoes that are rotten that we have in the cellar. <laughs> what what no, kind of potato are you guys? I feel like I'm a Yukon Gold. Nobody here but just us potatoes. Just us potatoes. Uh, I'm, uh, a, I'm a russet. I'm, a, oh, I'm an Idaho something. <laughs> Zach, you strike me as a fingerling potato. I didn't mean it to be, but if that's what it is, then I'm sorry. Mm. You you recognize this as soon as it came out of your mouth, yeah, though, right? Yeah. I didn't know it was, it to be. That was intentional. It was, wow, I couldn't. Man. I was on the spot for more potato types. <laughs> I thought from last episode your feud was with Tyler. I thought you would have called I him. Know, a my, my, my feud is not with anybody. Honestly, I, I've been kind of your only ally. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I, I didn't mean. I couldn't think of another potato. Honestly, <laughs> like I was gonna go with uh, mashed. It's <laughs> not a kind of. <laughs> I couldn't think of anything else either. Like a red the, potato. For the second time in two weeks, I've, two weeks, I've knocked my teeth on the mic. <laughs> it, it always makes a weird sound that gets picked up too. Hopefully, yeah. Jake's pretty good at making weird sounds, though. Yeah, that's <laughs> yeah, true. I usually don't recognize them. <laughs> yeah. Listen to the special episode. Hear that sound that I made. It's pretty great. We actually need to just sound bite that. I was so we just going to say we need yeah. to. Yeah. The the gurgle, <laughs> so yeah, throw it in. Gurgle. the gurgle that I didn't know that I made. It. <laughs> I listen. I listened to the. I watched the episode, and I was like, "That came out of me." <laughs> if you don't know what our talk, what we're talking about, definitely go on YouTube. Uh, check out our channel where we have a total of one video. Uh, but <laughs> check out our channel, uh, Rotten Potatoes Podcast, where we we have a special episode breaking down. Uh, the Spider-Man movies, all the Spider-Man movies. And uh, it was a lot of fun. And while we did it, we ate uh, Hot Ones hot sauces. We haven't really talked about this mm -hmm. yet this season. We haven't addressed much of the fact. We, we, we addressed that it happened, but didn't introduce it to anyone. Uh, definitely go check that out. It's a little bonus content just for our listeners. I think it's funny that we have like 10 subscribers now on YouTube. Oh, do, do and, we? And we have well, no plans for any further <laughs> future videos. I mean, they, they just, they're going to be the first ones yeah. to know that there's nothing it's though. <laughs> and you know what? I assume that four of them are us. I don't. I, I, did, don't I didn't personally I go and subscribe. Oh, am I myself? the only one that subscribed? I did. I okay. subscribed. Yeah. I knew we weren't going to be coming out with anything else. Or if we did, I would know about it. Yeah. So. Sure. But like, you know, maybe it just helps the brand when we start making more. They'll be like, oh, they have 10. It's not like they have two. You know? is, is 10 better than two? Yeah, to me. Yeah, I think it is. Marginally. Definitively, yeah. it's better. Marginally better, <laughs> yeah. yes. All right. Well, yes. in case uh, you didn't realize by the audio clip, uh, we're watching and reviewing Wedding Crashers. Honestly, if I hadn't just watched the Wedding Crashers, I don't know that I would have realized, but it's also really hard to pick out something that is appropriate to play. Yes, yeah, <laughs> yeah, totally. This movie for me is like a cult classic. Like, I don't know many people that love it. I don't know if it's that, even a cult classic. Yeah, it's not a classic because it's still pretty recent. It's also not cult. It's a cult for me. <laughs> it's just a personal classic. Yeah, is what it is. Yeah. Tyler and I can like re quote this whole movie. Oh, yeah. Start to finish. There Who were. Oh, go ahead. I was gonna say there were two different uh, instances in this movie and one of them we played. I can't remember what the second one was, but one of them was when he says, let's go kill some birds. I'm psyched. I was like, oh, that's why Scott says that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's uh, Tyler and I used to live together and we had a, another roommate that we watched this with and the whole movie, I was just saying it as he was doing it. And he was like, 
can you stop? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) We, uh, we regularly quote this, uh, to each other. Sometimes at work, Scott will say something and I'll be like, erroneous, erroneous (laughs) on both counts. Judas. So anyway, I think that I think that Judas has been said like that in more than this no, movie. No, <laughs> it's all it's from this movie. This is where it originated. Not from Jesus. Not from the Bible. <laughs> nope, just from this movie. It, Wild. It, it is a classic for you. Was this a underwear Saturday underwear movie for the shooty household? It wasn't, um, but mostly because it only released in 2005, and I don't think I saw it until I was out of high school. Gotcha. Okay. Cause I, I never saw this in theaters or anything. I saw this like down the road and I just thought it was hysterical. I think I, I, I think that that's not true because I know that you guys did have this on DVD when I was in elementary school. Cause I did watch it on DVD what in grade? the shooty household. I was in the sixth grade. So what year is fifth that? or sixth grade? So I was, uh, so I was born in 90, uh, I don't know. I graduated high school in 2014. Figure out the rest of that. <laughs> so, just, so minus six so 2008 just yeah. put math on us which That's is when rude. i turn 18 is that when you turn 18 yeah dude you're old yeah <laughs> that's fair yeah at least i'm not as old as our old hr guy that's well he's true. dead now so yeah that's true my roommate uh like uh made some comment the other day that uh he it was 2022 so he graduated high school 10 years ago and i was like oh man I stopped working in high school ministry 10 years ago and that was really sad for me. Yeah. It's a bummer. Yeah. You know, like I'm not, I don't consider myself old and I'm not one of those people that are in their twenties and thinks they're old, but I did sleep wrong and my back hurt for like three days. <laughs> and I was like, I'm not even old. What's it going to be like when I get old? You don't consider yourself old, but other people do from time to time. Consider yeah. You didn't you have a high school student that thought you were over 30? Yeah. I, I used to tutor for high school kids. And, uh, one of, so for, for context, the teacher in that class had revealed that he was 24 years old. And then the student, it came up and and you were, I was 21 years old. Okay. Uh, I, I went to college with this teacher. Like I didn't know him, but he was in (laughs) school at the same school as me at the same time. Uh, and then one of the kids, like my age came up and he said that I was 10 years older than him. And I said, (laughs) And he was 16. And I said, how old do you think I am? And he said, I don't know, 30. And I was like, that doesn't even make any sense. And I was 21. The teacher was 24. The kid was 16. I feel like it's easy when you're, when you're young to not have a great reference, but to look at a 21 year old and think, yeah, he's probably 30 is pretty crazy. It's also not, it's not believable that a 16 year old thinks that, uh, 10 plus 16 is 30. (laughs) I mean, you were tutoring him in math. Yeah. He he (laughs) wasn't a 16 year old in freshman math. Uh, Yeah. That tracks. Uh, you should just put him on blast and say his full name. I don't remember. And social. Dox him. <laughs> yeah. I don't remember and his full social. name. I do remember his social. <laughs> because you've used it to dox him before. You yeah. probably look it up if you have a social. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Well, who was a... Uh, oh, uh, yeah. Before we get to that, do you want to do just the facts, Scott? Yeah. This was uh, directed by David Dobkin. It was written by Bob Fisher and Steve Faber. It released July 15th, 2005, has a runtime of 119 minutes. The other guys gave this a 76%. IMDb gave it a 6.9. It has a box office of $288 million on a $40 million budget. It, of course, did not win any awards, or nor was nominated for any awards. Why do you say, of course, this wasn't a masterpiece? Uh, I just feel like comedies are almost never in the Academy. Yeah, it's, it's very, very rare. I guess this kind of comedy. Yeah. Yeah. Well, really any, any comedy, anything that's rated a comedy usually doesn't hit very high for the Academy. I, I, I could be wrong, but like it's some of those Coen brother comedies, have they been uh, nominated for anything? Uh, yeah, but I mean, they would be the exception, not the rule. Uh-huh. You know what I mean? But I, I just feel like that's a, I, I don't also, know the genre I would say that of comedy that is, but I feel like that's a different kind. Sure. But yeah. for the, uh, American motion picture association, there's only one kind of comedy. Oh, really? And it's just comedy. Huh. So Coen Brothers gets lumped in with this, like mostly because Coen Brothers has a different idea of what comedy is than uh, most of the rest of the comedy. We've industry. only done one Coen Brothers comedy, right? 
Burn After Eating? No, uh, the bowling one. We did oh, uh, Big Lebowski. Big Lebowski. Yeah. That bowling movie. But uh, yeah, so no, in general, most comedies like most comedies are going to be things like that uh, Kevin Hart and Rock Johnson movie or Kevin Hart and any fill in the blank anything movie with Kevin Hart. Is yeah. not nominated. By the way, neither of those movies got nominated for anything. Oh, really? Yeah. Huh. Yeah. Just in general, comedy just never hits for they don't even have a category for comedy. They do. Oh, <laughs> it's, it's, it's just like, normally I, dramas win that. Isn't it usually like comedy or musical? Or it's something? comedy or musical. They're, yeah. they're I can't together. think of of two things that are like just further. Like, apart. They're, they're so not related. They are for the Academy because they're like they're the they dog movies. They, they yeah. just say these are two things we don't care about. Yes, yeah. exactly. hundred yeah. uh, percent. So who was a, a late bloomer to this? Me. <laughs> I'd seen it. Oh, you I, had seen it. I yeah. had seen it too. Okay. You you said like in sixth grade at I saw it. That's right. House. That's right. That's right. I'm sorry. So Zach in your underwear with <laughs> No, I think I was wearing pants, uh, unfortunately. <laughs> yeah. Would you it didn't have been have... a better viewing Yeah, experience? yeah. You didn't probably have the probably experience. if your dad was there and I was in my underwear. Yeah. Yeah. That I would, would have been the full experience. <laughs> yeah. Zach, uh, what did you think watching this for the first time? Um <laughs> It was, it was fine. I mean, you I guess. talk crap on it. Doesn't it wasn't, me. it wasn't like, I didn't hate it by any means. Uh-huh. Um, there, there were funny parts. I thought there were funny parts. And then I thought there were parts of it that weren't funny. And it was, I feel like with like a lot of these, uh, kind of comedies, they, they have like a really strong premise and then just kind of by the end of it, they just don't really know where they're going or like, they just kind of go off the rails a little bit. And I feel like that kind of happened. Um, but it was, it was entertaining. Mm-hmm. Where do you feel like it went off the rails? I think uh, when Owen Wilson and Vince Vaughn came back from the lake house or from wherever the they house. were, and yeah. then pretty much everything from that point to the rest. So you like Act Three? No, not really. Yeah, if all movies, as a rule, suffer from third act problems, comedies like suffer the most, right? Yeah, yeah. and I thought this one definitely did. Yeah, but uh, I th- I think the premise is pretty entertaining. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's it's amusing. Um, I'm not a huge Vince Vaughn fan, but I found him pretty funny. You know, at times in this movie, <laughs> I've said it before on this pod. I am a big Vince Vaughn. Fan. <laughs> I know. <laughs> I, uh, I I'm appreciating that we're uh, for Vince Vaughn year. We're finally getting to a little bit of Vince Vaughn content. Yeah, yeah. So. I I must say that I was talking crap on you to somebody that you don't even know about loving Vince Vaughn, uh-huh. and then they're like. I think that I love Vince Vaughn too. And then I, I, I turned out to be the outcast uh, in that conversation. And That's like, what you get. like, I'm not trying to crap talk Vince Vaughn per se, but You're like to, to say like me, no, just, just, but just <laughs> yeah. not trying to crap talk you either, but just to say like, Oh, I really love, like, I can't imagine having many emotions towards Vince Vaughn that aren't like indifference, you know? <laughs> yeah. No, I'm kind of with you. Like I, I typically kind of feel that way too. I don't, typically find him super funny yeah and so like and then i just found myself the odd one out somehow in that conversation <laughs> you know it uh it's funny though because like towards the end of last season scott you were nominating some like really good movies like like prisoners and wally last castle yeah last castle i mean i liked last castle so yeah. like i appreciate the return to form <laughs> <laughs> yeah you're welcome it feels you're very welcome. on brand for like season yeah. one scott yeah I, that's fair. I mean, this is oh, one so of my... the return to form is picking not good, bad movies. movies. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. This uh, is one of my like guilty pleasures. Probably like most of the movies from season one. <laughs> yeah. Like, I don't think that you feel that guilty about it. I, no, I don't. <laughs> I think it's, <laughs> I just think it's hilarious. Like I've seen this movie so many times. I don't even know if I could put a number on it. And I've put high numbers on things. <laughs> <laughs> this, this is more, more than, than like, those. More than Braveheart? Oh, for sure. Oh, I've for sure seen this more than Braveheart. Braveheart's so long. Like, yeah, but didn't Scott say he had like a crazy high number of times he's watched? Not for sure, Braveheart. Yeah, not for Braveheart. Scott, it was Independence Day. Oh, was my uh, if we can all agree that Scott has wasted an inordinate amount of time <laughs> <laughs> watching bad movies. Yeah, yeah. I mean, Braveheart's not a bad movie, but yeah. Sure, uh, we were talking about Independence. Uh, not, Independence Day is a perfect film. But you know, <laughs> I thought you said Armageddon. Armageddon, Armageddon. Oh, sure, yeah. A lot, yeah. I I would really love to know. There's no way to find this out, but I'd love to know how many hours of your life has spent watching Wedding Crashers. <laughs> if I had to guess, like legitimately, 
Do you think it's a percent? Because a lot of those t- numbers I've thrown out in the past were like, of course, like hyperbole, hyperbole, and I, yeah. I haven't watched it that many times. Legitimately, I've watched this movie at least twenty times. Okay, that seems like that's, a low ball. Yeah, that's less for you. than I would have thought. No, I'm trying to like give like a real accurate number. Mm-hmm. Like when I say I've watched a movie fifty times, I've just watched it. A so ton. I I've seen this movie ten percent of the amount of times that you've seen it. You've seen it twice. Yeah. Okay. It's not like, it doesn't feel like you've watched it that many times. I don't even particularly like it. Have you watched any movie 20 times? <laughs> yeah, for sure. What movie? Uh, definitely a Christmas story. I've watched Christmas story oh. a thousand yeah. times. Yeah. It's uh, such a trash movie too. <laughs> you're, hate, a, you're a trash I, man. No, <laughs> no, it's bad. I'm with It's Scott. one of the worst Christmas movie. movies. I would say it's the best Christmas movie. That's uh, wild. It's, but it's not funny. Anyways. It's not entertaining. I hate that movie. It's all those things. Uh, I watched, <laughs> I watched, I watched Christmas movie. It, 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 I watched Christmas story uh, every year, at least five times this year. Last year, I mean. What? In oh, I thought you meant like already in January. No, I'm like good in 2021 because I well I watched it before, but then TBS has it for 24 hours on Christmas Day. Change your channel. I don't. I don't want to. <laughs> so, so you you watched that movie more than once on Christmas Day? Uh, I I wouldn't say like I was paying attention the whole time, but it was like on in it the was background. on in the background, and I was sitting in the room where it was on for probably a solid three or four mm. through it three or four viewings of the film. Yeah. Well, like I wasn't paying attention to it, but it was on, you know, and, and then I would pay attention to a part or two. Got it. Uh, it's for sure that, I mean, I've seen lots of movies like when like kid, like movies, when you're a kid, you watch a million times. Oh, right? sure. Like Aladdin. Yeah. Or like toy story. Toy I've story, probably seen yeah. 40 times, you yeah. know? Yeah. That I, I, I definitely hear and agree with you on that. Mostly because I've spent some time around, uh, like nieces and nephews, that yeah. I really understand how many times children rewatch the same movie. I'll tell you what, I have watched Despicable Me probably 40 times just because my <laughs> nephew loved it when he and he was living with us. And so I would come home and be like, oh, Despicable Me's on. And then Despicable Me would wrap up and it's like, oh, well, Despicable Me is on again. <laughs> you know? Oh my gosh. Yeah. Uh, to, I guess to wrap up my feelings on this movie, I... I came out of the Goonies, so when I was watching, when I watched both these movies, I came out of the Goonies thinking, okay, that's definitely better than Wedding Crashers. But as I sit here now and I ask myself, which one would I rather watch? I think I would rather watch Wedding Crashers. Mm -hmm. So I don't, I really have no idea how I'm going to rate this movie. So I'm I'm curious to hear how you guys are going to (laughs) affect my rating. Mm -hmm. Sure. I I don't, I'm very malleable with this one. Yeah. So Jake, what were, uh, what were some of your thoughts watching this again? I think that this, uh, type of comedy from this era, like has aged the poorest, I think out of any kind of movie, the, like the, the scumbag comedy that you're just kind of like, you're just kind of supposed to get on board with, yeah, these people that are not likable people. Yeah, that are and and like they they just do things that aren't like 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 jokes that I don't think have aged well. Like I I don't know if we're gonna have to bleep this word, but Vince Vaughn gets raped twice in this movie, uh, or maybe three times, arguably, uh, and like that was not that. Like I I I found that a lot of it had aged poorly. I laughed a couple times. All in all, though, I just found myself being like, wow, this was only twenty years ago, and this was the kind of movie we were putting out. You know, um, overall, I would say I didn't like it. Didn't, I didn't, I didn't necessarily hate it, but I definitely think it did not age well. Yeah. Like I think it aged worse than the Goonies did. And the Goonies came out 20 years before this did. Yeah. Well, but you mean aged as in, uh, just what's acceptable, what's acceptable to put in a movie. What's a kid's movie versus an adult movie. Sure. But the Goonies still didn't age well, even in like just a little bit racist. Did it affect the way that, like, your enjoyment of it? Because I feel like people will sometimes watch things and be like, oh, man, this could never have been made now, but they still enjoy the movie. Is that kind of how I, you felt? Or I you don't know that I it? really enjoyed it that much, um, but I don't know. You know, maybe I wouldn't have, because I've only seen it once, and honestly, I was a kid, so I don't know that I got it when I watched it the first time. Yeah. Uh, and then this time, I just don't, maybe it just didn't hit with me because I just wasn't, I don't know, I wasn't that into it. Uh, because I couldn't, I couldn't get on board with any of it. And some of the jokes, I was like, I don't, I just don't think that's that funny. It's kind of crazy that you guys watched it in sixth grade. Yeah. I don't think that my mom would have been happy to know that I did that <laughs> at the time. All right. Well, I, uh, am going to have to like, uh, I'm going to have to divorce as best I can. Nostalgia 
Um, because I, the first time I saw this would have been around 16, 17. Um, and so, and, and I have seen it several times, not nearly as many as Scott, but several. And then once Scott and I became really close, uh, I watched it a few more times because it was such a, you know, uh, important film to him. Uh, (laughs) no, uh, just with him and, and, uh, we, uh, obviously quote it all the time. Uh, and so I'm going to have to divorce some like nostalgia and some (laughs) like, uh, some, some real, uh, like continual reference in my life to this movie in order to rate it well to your point, Zach. Um, so I'm going to, I don't think I'm going to sway you in any way. (laughs) Uh, I think that as a comedy, uh, I I sort of agree with you, Jake. Like, I see what you mean. And I definitely agree. Like, yeah, there's a lot of stuff that would not have been made today in this movie. Um, but rarely, it, in my personal experience, rarely does, like, my own, like, wokeness influence my enjoyment of comedy. Sure. I, I think I agree with that in the most part. Like, I think, like, I think this wouldn't have been made today, but I think just some of the things I just, a lot of it, I just didn't find like, I had a hard time getting on board. I just didn't find that, that funny, you know, where I like, I was like, man, I would hate these guys. Yeah. But that's part of why that's part of why people I would want to hang. Yeah. And I, I, and I guess that doesn't really capture it either. Cause I think a lot of people, like a lot of characters and things that I would hate in real life, I think are very funny. I can't capture it. Maybe we'll get there throughout the course of this discussion. Yeah. I I would say like uh, another, like uh, another example of a, this era comedy would be the hangover. And like none of those people I would want to hang out with either, but they're all hilarious. Yeah. Like because they're forced into this situation together because of Bradley Cooper. (laughs) I haven't watched the hangover in a while, but I think that like remembering my memories of it, I feel like I would think that that was funnier than this is. I would have to watch it again though to confirm, you know? Yeah. It's interesting too. Cause I feel like, um, like a lot of comedies that you and I both enjoy Jake involve a lot of the same kind of stuff that like this does like it's always sunny in philadelphia like, yeah. you can't really get much more despicable of main characters than that you know and, or uh, offensive content you know but, but i i think the difference in that is like and may, maybe i'm wrong about what it is but i think you are supposed to like the wedding crashers hmm. and like like they aren't the joke but in always sunny they are the joke you know that's a good point yeah yeah, maybe I I don't know. I I think the I think the guys are the joke. Interesting. I I I came out of it feeling like I like they wanted me to like them and they wanted me to get on board with who they are or like like because like no, even at the end like, they they want you to get on board with who they can become, hmm. not who they are in the beginning. Because I feel like even in the end, like they they got everything they wanted. They faced none of the consequences and they're still crashing weddings. Yeah, I, so I, like I don't think they've I don't think they've become anybody different. They just got exactly what they wanted. I mean, they're crashing weddings for a different reason, but yeah, yeah, for a very different reason. And uh, owning that along the way that uh, that monogamy and personal connection are more valuable than sexual exploit. That's the journey they went on, uh, which is like a very human modern journey and like still is like, that's not a, that, that hasn't like transcended woke culture. You know what uh-huh. I mean? Like people are st- woke. People are still, uh, going on sexual conquest. It's just very importantly with the added level of, uh, emphasis on verbal consent, which I think is a good thing that like, yeah, there's no verbal consent in this movie, but otherwise this isn't any different than anyone's experience today. It's mm-hmm. all the same. So it's not like woke culture has like broken down this, uh, the actions of this movie. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It's all still very real and alive today. Um, so I, I hear you, but I, I, I feel like, uh, I feel like it's maybe not for me personally, uh, as big of a, schism from stuff today as maybe you're feeling Hmm. interesting like i feel like there's still all kinds of movies made 
more recently than 2005 that are about uh, sex being, it being funny that a character looks at sex as transactional only to find out that it's not. Yeah, but I I mean, I don't know. I haven't seen the movies you've seen necessarily, but it's like, oh, I'm a liar. I'm a con man. I broke into this. I lied to you about who I am. I used you for sex and then I'm out of here. Like that's the joke, right? In this movie. I mean, sort of. It's part of the joke, but yeah. it's not the joke. No, the joke is the joke is that these guys are, you know, definitely slime balls, but like ultimately these guys have a transactional view of relationships where love is not a part of relationship. And they come to find out that it matters more than they think they did. And it's, it's a, that's a story at its core that's been made hundreds of times. So it's definitely like wedding crashers. If nothing is super unoriginal. And I feel like that whole bit like is, is such a honestly like small part of the movie. Yeah. Like, that's like kind of done within the minutes. first. Yeah. And then I feel like a lot of the humor of this movie is coming from this ridiculous situation that they've, the two characters have gotten themselves into, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. And, and, and the weird family dynamic. Yeah. And, yeah. Like those are the parts that I like the parts that I found funnier were when they were at the lake house that they're at. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Or something. Whatever like that. Yeah. And, but like, I don't know, like there was just part of me that couldn't get on board with it. Cause I was like, Oh, these guys suck. And I feel like I'm supposed to like them instead of like, these guys suck. And I feel like I'm supposed to laugh at them, you know, where like it, it missed me there. Okay. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I, I, I don't think, I don't want to be overly virtue signaling. I'm definitely not saying that, uh, wedding crashers is, uh, like a valuable story told, you know what I mean? No. To say that it's been done a bunch before it's still being done. And, and that, that through line of, of, uh, understanding of sex going from transactional to monogamous is like even an important story to tell. I think that uh, it's not an important story to tell. At least not in this way. Well, (laughs) I I think in general, it's probably not an important story to tell because it's been told so many times that like we all, it's funny because we all know it. Like we all accept that their actions early on are only going to lead them into hijinks. Like we know from the get-go that this is not uh, a cool thing. Totally. You know what I mean? Uh, and so it's not even valuable because it's, it's something that as a culture, even if we oftentimes as a culture reflect the opposite as a culture, we also always know under the skin that, uh, uh, sexual relationships, monogamous sexual relationships are always more fulfilling and valuable than sexual conquest. Yeah. I think, uh, the the biggest part for me where like i think jake i i get some of the stuff that you're saying is at the end they're getting married and then um what's her name rachel mcadams character still decides to get back with owen wilson Mm -hmm. like it would have definitely i think been better if she'd been like no and like just walked away from it yeah, I, like I'm imagining their life afterwards where like the secretary of treasury has to say like this is my son-in-law and uh he lied about who he was and said he was our second cousin like telling their story of how they met which, you know at their which wedding which one is he yeah. saying that either to? either you know either of them like both of his daughters married these people yeah. You know, and like just imagining the secretary treasurer being like, yeah, like this is how they I met. Mean, this that is the way sounds like met. something the actual secretary that treasurer sounds would like, say. That sounds like Washington, D.C. Like, these yeah, days. Like marrying your cousins and stuff. Yeah, I mean, I guess I don't know what goes on in Washington, D.C. <laughs> um, so I I think this is a, a, I think this is a funny movie. Um, I think that it, uh, I think that it, it does well what it sets out to do which is just, it's, it's one of those, like, I don't know, I'll I'll call it like a distraction movie. Like it just kind of takes you out of reality and just gives you a little distraction for, you know, the same amount of time that Citizen Kane did, but not distract me at all. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I guess like all that is to say, like, I'm not like, oh my gosh, I hated this movie. I feel like it aged poorly. And I feel like there was 
a lot of it I couldn't get on board with, but like, I still thought there were funny parts of the movie. Sure. You know? Sure. Yeah. Um, but I would say for me on the whole, it's a funny movie. I, 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 there's not really a joke in this that I don't laugh at. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I think- even though I can literally tell you the joke before it happens, I'm still laughing at the delivery of it. Yeah. Like I, like for me, there's like a lot of like little things, like little situations that are I, just hilarious to me, like taking the rest of the movie, that context out, like just two friends that are more like city guys don't know nature, don't know anything are taken out on a hunting trip. And like, it's just funny. Like, just hilarious. Yeah, yeah. It's just for me. There's just so many little things like that. Why, that I just why couldn't myself. we hunt something cool? Like an Eagle, something with talents, you know, of a human being. <laughs> it's the most dangerous, <laughs> most dangerous game. game. You're hunting them right now. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like, uh, what Scott really wants is to just quote the rest of the movie from that <laughs> point. <laughs> and now for the rest of the episode, just kidding. Uh, yeah, no, I agree with you. I, I think that's really funny. I also find hilarious the family dynamic of oh, yeah. like exploring this uh, East Coast elite family dynamic because typically we associate East Coast elites with like very like uh, a lot of like high society, very prim and proper. Uh, and they sit down to this like l- luxurious looking meal served by, you know, personal wait staff and, you know, in this gorgeous dining room and this mahogany table and yet like there's still just normal weird hilarious family drama like the super aggressively old grandma that just says unbelievably offensive stuff you know like Mm -hmm. that's just a very like Uh good old-fashioned american experience superimposed onto uh this like east coast elite you know Mm -hmm. image which is funny to me because like it's also true. Like the reality is, is like the weird family dynamics that we experience. Of course, the secretary of state and his family also experience. They're not exempt from these like bizarre family dynamics. Yeah, I agree. You know, uh, I'm sorry. That wasn't, uh, this wasn't about this at all, but I was thinking about their family. And then I was thinking about Bradley Cooper, uh, in the first scene that he was in, Almost didn't recognize him because I guess it's just so long ago. Yeah. And I was like, oh, was that Bradley Cooper? No way. Dude. For oh, real. when he first comes up to hug her at the wedding. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, did you ever see the TV show Alias? No, I didn't. Watched like just the first episode. I'm sure it's on Netflix or something like uh-huh. that. But Bradley Cooper was a big part of that show. He uh-huh. was one of the main characters and he looks so unrecognizable. That's funny. It's about like maybe six years before this even. Uh-huh. And he has like bleached hair, like bleached tips, like Ooh. frosted tips. It's it's a bad look. He's scrawny. It's hilarious. He's also really unrecognizable in Guardians of the Galaxy. Yeah. <laughs> I picked him out right away. <laughs> Just all the all He's the, the tree, hair. right? Yeah. <laughs> He's yeah. the tree. He's the tree. Yeah. Um, Zach, you've been sitting in silence. I want to hear what you've been thinking. I mean, I don't think I have much, <laughs> much really to add to this conversation. Like, I, I definitely did not think this critically about the movie. Yeah, <laughs> I, I'm going to be honest. I didn't think this critically about it until we started talking about it. I didn't think we were going to get was, into this deep yeah, of a conversation. It was really it. just like, am I laughing? Am I not? That was it. That was about it. There's, there's aspects of the movie that I, I thought worked pretty well. Others that I didn't. What was an aspect that you thought worked well? Uh, Owen and, and Vince, they're... They're just like brotherhood. Yeah, their chemistry. Uh-huh. I thought they were pretty funny. I thought their like dialogue together was pretty funny. I thought just a lot of the line, like a lot of, of Vince's one-liners were, were pretty funny. Um, like even his response to Bradley Cooper in our opening clip. Oh, yeah. Like I forgot about that, but I laughed when I heard it. You know? <laughs> yeah. like, I thought I thought he was pretty funny. Um, <clears throat> I thought Christopher Walken was funny too. Christopher um, Walken will make me laugh no matter what role he's playing. Oh, like yeah. something about him is just funny. Yeah. Yeah. He was funny. And I, I think just the general, like, I think I enjoyed the movie from, uh, the, the wedding, like the secretary's other, that was their other daughter, right? Yeah. It was their yeah. Daughter. Who we never then see. Yeah, the exactly. Yeah. I think I we enjoyed the movie until the final wedding. Yeah. I think yeah. I enjoyed the movie from that point to once they leave the lake house. Uh-huh. You know, I thought that that was when the movie was at its Act best. Act 2 is I th- yeah, the whole lake house, everything at the lake yeah. house is my favorite part of the movie. But I I didn't really think Bradley Cooper's character was very funny. Um I thought the weird brother was 
Todd. Really, yeah, really cringy. Like I, I wish was my least favorite part. I wish they had cut that aspect of the movie completely. <laughs> the only reason I'm glad they didn't is because my favorite line of the movie comes because of him was when he tries to take the painting back and then he says, the painting was a gift. I'm keeping it. Yeah, I didn't. Apparently Vince Vaughn really kept the painting after filming. Was <laughs> nice. Yeah. yeah. And then just anything in the act in, in the third act. Like I didn't think Will Ferrell was funny at all. I didn't think that Eva Fisher's character was funny either. I didn't really either. Like she didn't, she wasn't hilarious to me either. I did think it was just comical though, that Vince Vaughn does end up falling in love with her. Yeah. And I think once they were in love, then I found her funnier. (laughs) Uh Oh yeah. I think one of my favorite scenes, not just this doesn't necessarily relate to her, but just what you said. I think one of my favorite scenes in the whole movie is Vince Vaughn's interaction with the priest where the priest literally says nothing in return. Oh yeah. (laughs) But just the, even that, that act, actors like facial responses to everything was just so funny. Like it's, it's hilarious when you can put like, uh, like, uh, a, a comedian and a straight man in a room and the straight man doesn't say anything. And the comedian's just bouncing off of a silent straight man. Like uh-huh. it, it just breeds like funnier comedy than a witty banter in my opinion. Uh-huh. I think for me too, like I love, I know you mentioned like the looks and stuff like, there's so many of those throughout this movie of like between Owen and Vince Vaughn or just other characters where they're just making like weird little like faces and stuff. Subtle. And I, yeah. I find all those things pretty funny. I did think you said you didn't find Wolf Barrel's character funny for the most part. I think I agree, but I think that the scene where he's introduced, I think that that's funny. And <laughs> yeah. then after that, I was like, okay, whatever. <laughs> Appar- yeah, same. Yeah. Apparently if uh, he wasn't going to be cast there, uh, don't what's his name? The, uh, the director director Dobby. Yeah. <laughs> Dobby directed this David Dobkin. Uh, his only other choice was Nick cage. That would have been the, the funniest <laughs> yeah. thing in the world. I mean, it would have been funnier than Will Ferrell. I think it would have been a hundred times funnier. Like yeah. that would have earned this movie a ton of points for me. Uh-huh. Like cause Will Ferrell in this role just makes sense. You it's know almost I mean? kind of predictable. Like it's at first, I was like, that's oh, what shoot, he plays all the where time. Where Ferrell's in this, but then it was like, oh yeah, that makes sense. Like, yeah, this 100%. is the kind of movie he's going to be in. Yeah, yeah. Apparently, he he turned down though the main character John Beckwith for the smaller role. That also makes sense to me, though. I think that I I would have I already had a hard time buying that these two like very attractive women were into Owen Wilson and and much Swan. younger. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah, and and. Uh, Owen Wilson is definitely unattractive, but Will Ferrell is less attractive than Owen Wilson. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that would have been way harder to buy. I don't, I don't think that Owen Wilson is unattractive, but relatively, I agree with you. Yeah, like, like yeah. I, if you, relatively if you to Rachel that, McAdams. Yeah. If you told me that Rachel McAdams dumps uh, Bradley, Cooper. Bradley Cooper to date Will Ferrell. Oh, yeah, no, I couldn't believe that. No. Yeah, that would have been that would have been a comedy bit in its own right <laughs> yeah. like that would have been like the way they do it in the other guys exactly yeah. it would have been situational comedy not yeah. not it's still crazy to me i know i already mentioned it that at the end owen wilson comes up and they're talking and he's trying to win her back and he goes i crashed a, a funeral earlier <laughs> and everyone oh <laughs> and she's like at that point like he went there to go get women yeah, yeah. This, she, this is in day. the wedding earlier right? this yeah. week. Yeah, <laughs> no, it was earlier that day. Oh, earlier he that left day, the yeah. funeral and came to the wedding. <laughs> to the wedding, and the, and they're just having this conversation in the middle of the wedding. Yeah, uh-huh. that really bugged me. <laughs> oh yeah, it, it bugged me so much. I was like, you like you didn't talk to him forever, and now you have to ruin his wedding to make <laughs> yeah. up. Yeah. Talk to him in twenty minutes. Yeah, He's I, a little busy. Totally. I feel like Rachel McAdams just needs to pick better men. Yes. Yeah. Agreed. <laughs> I think that's the moral of the story of wedding crash. You don't want either of those guys. Yeah. And no, you know what? You like, is she in, in Sherlock Holmes? It's not like Sherlock Holmes is somebody you should be dating. You know, Rachel McAdams, Dr. Strange. Uh, yeah. She's got to figure it out. She, What's wrong what, with Dr. Strange? Uh, he's just a, like kind of a jerk to her at the beginning. And then, it's and then he's himself, busy being yeah. sorcerer Supreme after that. That's not really somebody you want to date. Yeah. Uh, she, uh, what she needed to go with was a guy like her brother-in-law that she was clowning on at the beginning of the movie. So because he loves oh, yeah. shopping or whatever, money. he's a lawyer and he loves the color green, like money. Yeah. yeah. But he also was there for his friend who, you know, 
Like he he was there for his friend. That was Craig, who was oh Craig, who was you know alcoholic for a long time, but you after know been his, sober eight months after his fifth stint in rehab. <laughs> See, good guy, and she clowns on him, yeah. and then she goes after a bunch of bunch of losers. That's yeah. true, but they they seem like the kind of guys that her brother in law would have to intervene and fix. Exactly. Yes. Yeah. Hundred yeah, percent. You're absolutely right. Like his clients. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> For sure. <laughs> yeah. I don't think there's any straight man in the whole movie other than the pastor. Like as far as like the more main characters, like everyone's kind of crazy and ridiculous. Oh yeah. hundred percent. Everyone. Rachel McAdams is kind of the straight. Yeah. Except for her choices in men. Well, but that's, but that's, that's also believable. It's not zany. Yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah, I guess she's probably the, the actual straight man of the, of the movie. Oh, you know what? Another thing I didn't like was was the mom trying to get with Owen Wilson. Dr. Oh. Quinn Medicine Woman? I, <laughs> which would have been even harder to believe if it was Will Ferrell. I hated that that part of it. <laughs> Apparently so did Owen Wilson during filming. <laughs> I believe it. Like uh, the, the director, Dobkin, came over to him and was like, dude, you look so stiff and rigid. Like you need to loosen up and just grab her. And, mm. and he and was, was like, no, thank you. He was like, I don't feel comfortable doing that. Yeah. So he no. Nah, never mind. <laughs> Hated it. Hated it. Yeah. And that's all I have to say. It's uh it's weird. I feel like when I was watching the Goonies it was just like <laughs> so neutral. And this were there were parts where I was like that was funny. I liked that. And the other parts where I was like, man, yeah. I really yeah, just did split. not like that. I, 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 I wish I didn't see that, you know. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know that I feel that strongly about it. I mean, it, like it was mostly the, it was mostly the rape scene. <laughs> I mean, even that, like, I thought it was hilarious. Oh, I, I was I was uncomfortable the whole time. I was I knew it was coming too. I was like, man, I don't want to watch that scene. Yeah, I was <laughs> I was dying laughing, and then Christopher Walken comes in and just like has this casual conversation sitting on the bed, which is uncomfortable enough. Looks at the painting, like looks back at him weird, and then just grabs the rope and like jiggles it like to, to <laughs> like, test oh, yeah, how solid dirty. it is yeah. and then yeah. Good so, night. Yeah. <laughs> that, that, that was a question i had was <laughs> that Chris, part was pretty funny christopher walken thinks goes, that vince vaughn slept with his son and then married his daughter no i don't think he thinks he slept i don't think he i don't think he thinks that christopher walken to he me said, felt like just kind of checked out yeah. of his family's <laughs> exactly a hundred percent well ultimately like uh, what does he say? The uh, the American public would seem to like agree with his situation. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> the they or would sympathize with empathize his with uh, our with our situation. situation. What is our situation, Dad? <laughs> <laughs> Grandma, you're a homo. Oh, um, the other thing that I really wanted to point out was: Did you guys notice how much the son was dressed like Groove for like half the movie? Grew from Despicable Me. No, but you've mentioned how much you've watched <laughs> Despicable Me, though. Can you let no. us know? So like he said grew. I had no idea what you meant. By yeah, pull up, pull up the picture of him when he's now in, I know in the like yeah. in the when they're playing football and he's off there painting. He's dressed exactly like Grew. He's got the same scarf on. He's got the same jacket, and he looks weird and hunched over. I was like, oh, I'm watching Grew. <laughs> Well, uh, no, that one right that there. Yeah. One. We'll yeah. we'll drop this yeah. on the we'll drop this on Instagram for you guys, and then pull up a picture of Gru. Please. He does look like Gru. <laughs> we'll drop this on Instagram for you guys. If you aren't following us, you can follow us on <laughs> that's the uh, same outfit. At Potato yeah, Pod. That, that really is the exact same outfit. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, good catch, Jake. I mean, yeah, it, it stood out to me like a sore thumb. Yeah, it's the same sweat. Uh, yeah, who wore it scarf? better? Would that make you love me? That's what he says in that mm-hmm. in that scene that we're looking oh. at right there. <laughs> okay then. <laughs> um. Yeah. I mean, I don't really have anything else to even add or talk about. Sick. Uh. Yeah. I, if if you had to uh, recast this movie, if you were going to remake this movie, who would you recast? Nick Cage. Nick Cage. As Will For Chaz. 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 Yeah. Chaz. I don't remember most of their names. He needs to pick up a skateboard. Well, it's difficult, Jake, especially because they change their names multiple times. Like Vince Vaughn and, and uh, Owen oh, Wilson. Yeah, they yeah. have different names throughout the yeah. movie. Yeah. But I was very, like, the most unbelievable thing about this whole movie to me was that, like, when Vince Vaughn gets injured, he doesn't accidentally say the wrong name. Yeah. 
That that was the most unbelievable part of this for me. It's like you can't go like one wedding. I could see like maintaining composure enough to call someone by the wrong name consistently, like uh, by a false name. Uh-huh. But an entire weekend and getting injured multiple times and in all of these situations, you would for sure. When you got shot, you would for sure call out the wrong name. A lot of really traumatic things happened to him. (laughs) I've got to say, thinking about recess, and I don't think I'm ever going to say this again, and I've definitely never said it before, but if there's one role that Vince Vaughn was born to play, (laughs) it's this role. Like, who would I replace him with? I have no idea. Yeah, honestly, I I love, uh, to your point, Zach, I actually really love Vince Vaughn and Owen Wilson's chemistry in general. Anytime they're ever in anything together, I think they bring out the best in each other. What else are they in together? Well, for sure, most notably, they a couple of years after this, they did a movie called The Interns. Oh, yeah, you're right. Uh-huh. I haven't seen that. And uh, it's funny. the plot of the movie is stupider than this, but were, it's maybe more palatable than this is. Were you pretty excited for the interns, Scott? I've only seen it once. Or internship. I oh, wait, you only called. watched it once? Yeah. This is your favorite. These are your guys. They're not my favorite actors. This is just a... This is a and you a, said you love Vince Vaughn. <laughs> I do. <laughs> <laughs> so did you watch Delivery Man? Never seen it. I actually like Delivery Man. I don't even know what that is. Uh, Vince Vaughn. Like, uh, I feel like you're a fake Vince Vaughn fan. But I've seen Jurassic Park uh, Lost World a bunch of times. <laughs> wait, is Vince Vaughn in Lost World? Yes. Yeah. Who is he in Lost World? He's the photographer. He's the photographer. Oh, wait, Lost World. You know what? I was thinking about um, the ones with Chris Pratt. Yeah. No. I've oh, only no. seen Jurassic Park Lost World once. I don't okay. remember it. Uh, anyway. Starsky and Hutch. That's not. That's. He's is, in Starsky and Hutch. Oh, is he? Yeah. I was the, thinking, he's not one of the leads. He's the main though, bad right? guy. He's the main. Oh, yeah, is he's he? the villain. Yeah. yeah. Who, oh. are, who, who are Starsky and Hutch? Ben, ben Stiller. Yeah. And and Owen, Owen Wilson. Owen Wilson. Yeah. yeah. But anyway, uh, I think that Owen Wilson, I don't necessarily love Vince Vaughn. I don't necessarily love, but I think when they appear together, they bring out the best in each other. They have really great chemistry. Um, and so I, I don't think I would recast any of this, but mostly because as a comedy, I, I don't necessarily think comedies are like all that like impressive usually as films. And again, to your point, Jake, I think that the Coen brothers are the exception, not the rule. And I think that like black comedy or dark comedy are typically indie films that are going to be way better because they have higher stakes and it's not really about just like yeah, that's I- what I was, idiot masses comedy. That's what I was going to say is like the, the black comedy, like um, who did seven psychopaths? Who was the, I don't know. Guy, I thought that that was very funny. I think it's Martin McDowell, I want to yeah, say. Yeah, and I feel like I feel like that was very funny, uh, but also like a, a good movie. I was, I was trying to think of more when I started talking about it, things like the different, like the dark comedy genre. But anyways. But those are also not yeah. blockbuster movies. Yeah. They're not, they're not the... They're not the majority of comedies. The uh, majority of comedies made are nothing like that. Yeah. They're the... I feel like we're not seeing that many comedies like that, like wedding crashers though anymore. Like, I feel like that is kind of, they, they, they've kind of died down. I, I don't know that that's true. I just think that, um, like we, we are not seeing them or talking about them with each other. I just feel like I'm not hearing about them. Yeah. I, I don't think that, I don't think that if wedding crashers came out today, I don't think it had a huge, uh, media, blitz around it hmm. you know what i mean like yeah i don't know it's not the kind of movie that has any of that like it just they they just churn these movies out for for like honestly it's it's just for money like they don't do it for anything other than like yeah if we make 20 to 50 percent over what we spent on it it's a win uh-huh. like and those get made like crazy and nowadays they just get made directly to streaming Direct to streaming service. That makes sense. Because they're they're cheaper. It's a cheaper avenue to make. What they make back on it is more profit margin. Like, yeah. Uh-huh. I think they get made plenty still. I was going to say, is like, I feel like when I go look, like I go check movie showtimes because I like to go see movies in the theaters and I'm just not seeing them. But if they're just going to streaming, that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. Because again, like in movies, like going to theaters, like costs so much more money mm-hmm. and it's higher stakes. And so the only people that are doing it are people that are trying to get the clout of like awards and recognitions. Uh-huh. Comedy is never going to get that. So they don't care to get awards and recognitions. They're just trying to make money. 
That's fair. Yeah, that makes sense. Did you guys see it, the new Netflix movie with Leo and Jennifer Lawrence? Loved Don't it. look up. Don't look up. I yeah. have heard such like I've heard a, a I haven't seen it, but I've heard opinions all over the board. I've heard loved it. I've heard hate it. I've heard I felt nothing about it. Like every part of it. I I I don't know what to expect. I'll, I'll probably watch it though. It's a pretty. I will say it's a very poignant comedy. Like it's a it's a very on the nose. It's a political comedy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I've seen it. Oh, okay. It's Adam McKay. I don't know who that is. Uh, he did Big Short. Uh, he did the Dick Cheney movie that came out a couple of years ago. I know what those movies are, but I haven't seen them. Yeah. So he he also directed the other guys. He's done okay. some comedies too. Well, uh, these are comedies as well. I guess more comedies like Wedding Crashers. Sure. Um, but his, like over the last several years, his genre, like his lane that he's finding is political comedy. Like uh-huh. it's it's very like poignant on the nose comedy about like real life situations that are happening. Um, and so it's on brand for <laughs> everything that he's been doing in the last five or six years. I think it's really good. I think it's one of his better movies. I liked it more than the big short. Hmm. I personally liked the big short a lot more. I didn't think it was as funny and I think it just also kind of gave me some anxiety. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of the big short, I have it. Uh, lined up for later in the year. I'm excited. I really like that movie. Yeah. When, when about, is that going to be what month roughly? Um, Are we going to get to that? June. June. Who, Look forward who, to uh, June. Who hasn't seen that one? I've not seen it. Me. Okay. I'm just nominated because I hear good things about it all the time. Cool. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's a really good movie. And I want to see it, but I also don't want to wait for one of you guys to nominate it. Do you ever feel, does this happen to you guys where you feel a little bit guilty sometimes about watching a movie you haven't seen just like out of the blue? Never. Oh, it, it, it happened to me like one time I forgot what it was. I forgot what the movie was, but I was going to watch it and I was like, oh, well we could definitely do this for the podcast. And I just didn't watch it. I don't think I watch old movies. <laughs> well, it's not, it's not even like that Period. old, but it's like, just like, like a few years old and I never got around to watching it, but I heard good things about it. It might've been Dunkirk, which I've never watched. And I think it's happening this year. Yeah. yeah. That's another one of my noms. Um, but where I was like, Oh, well that'll probably come up for the podcast. So I'm just not watching it. Yeah. Don't feel bad. Just watch it. All right. Yeah. Never, never, uh, never save a personal enjoyment for this. <laughs> I, I don't feel bad about anything that's not in our criteria within the last five years and anything outside of that. I'm probably not going to watch it anyways if I haven't seen it already, unless one of you guys nominate it. That's not the case for me. Like I'll watch a, like, I don't try to find old movies that I haven't seen yet. The only um, time I literally watch any of these are because you guys are not anymore do this podcast. But you, does that mean that anything older than five is an old movie to you? Yeah, he yeah. means out outside of immediate relevancy. That's yeah. what he means by old. But it also, it's, I guess it's Scott has the opposite thing about TV shows then. Because with TV shows, <laughs> he won't watch it until it's 15 years old. Yeah, but that's but out of like I don't protest. Even really watch. Yeah, it's out of protest. Uh, <laughs> but the same, the same is true. Like it, it, it's actually the same rule because it's like Harry Potter, where it's like it got past immediate relevancy, and so he was just content to literally never watch it until I was like, "You have to watch these movies." That's true. And I forced him to watch Harry Potter. Wait, when did you watch Harry Potter for the first like time? Five I was years in college. Ago. Like, I think I was a freshman in college when we yeah. watched them all together. Yeah. Uh, what'd you think? They're all right. Yeah. Okay. Definitely something you should watch. I mean, I've watched them, I think, two more times since then. <laughs> so I think I've seen them all three times. That's probably about as much as I've seen them. I think I've seen Maybe them. Maybe more with some. I think I've only seen the last three once mm. i think Jake, don't you watch them every year no but i've seen them several like sometimes if i'm like uh i'll just throw on a harry potter you know we're like i'm not sure what i want to watch but i don't feel like doing anything i'll throw on a harry potter so I've, I've seen them all several times i would say but the later ones i think i like a little less i usually oh wow that's it, it's just i don't know and this is something that i need to learn how to do myself and it's something i think i'm really learning how to do is separate like when there's a book and there's a movie or like an adaptation of the book and then it's different. And then in my head, 
the th- and it's not even that the book is always better, but in my head, the thing that I experienced first was better. Yeah, usually. And the then other like, thing is wrong. Yeah, I'm like, well, this yeah. is wrong, and I don't like. It. So like, they're they're the, they're more different, I think. Yeah. Because the books were longer, and you have to cut it down more. Right. 100%. You know, and so it, it's hard for me. But like, I did the. I, I think I've finally been able to do it with uh, The Witcher on Netflix, where I read those books. And the, I think the show is just so wildly different where like, honestly, some of the stories are completely different where I was like, okay, this is just a different thing and I can enjoy it and that's fine. So I think I've, I finally bridged that gap. So maybe I should watch Harry Potter again. I don't know. Yeah. I mean, I watch them all like, I mean, I've uh, not religiously, like I'm sure there have been years where this, this is not the case, but typically I, I would say I watch all of them at least once a year. Uh, uh-huh. Like, I'll just watch the series through. I pretty much right now only watch movies for this podcast or if they're in theater. I That's kind of me, too. Right now, it, I feel I like I still it's, watch a lot of movies that well, we're not doing. Well, right now, it's movies for this podcast. Movies are in theater or movies that I have to watch with my girlfriend to make up for making her watch one of these movies. <laughs> <laughs> She's like, I watched The Legends of the Fall with you. So now you got I'm like, that's fair. You know, (laughs) but the thing that really makes it sting is I didn't even want to watch legends of the fall. (laughs) So I, it's like, you guys are punishing me (laughs) extra. You just get punished twice. Yeah. And it's not her fault. I understand her point of view entirely, but at the same time I'm losing doubly. You could also not watch her with her. Sure. I could, but then I would be, then I would be a jerk because I'm not paying her back because she watched this other thing with me that neither of us wanted to watch. Honestly. No, no. He's saying you could not watch legends of the fall with her. Just watch that by yourself. Oh, I see what you're saying saying yeah yeah that is an option but, <laughs> but uh the thing the thing is is also uh that, i think i think she likes it she's like no watch it like let's watch she, it together she likes right? hating on it yeah i think it is like, okay. she likes hating on it but then she's like now you have to watch this but does like, she listen to the pod yet no she doesn't so she doesn't <laughs> even get to hear you talk about her no oh yeah no the, it's different with kate and i like she'll be like what movies do you have to watch and i'll tell her and she's like which one of those do you think i'll like and i'll say like uh maybe this one and then if like it's probably yeah legends of the fall <laughs> yeah if i know if i, I mean, know anything Brad about Pitt's kate, pretty hot so it's that true. kate is a big legends of the fall girl mm-hmm. she's actually a bigger fan of legends of the autumn oh okay okay yeah yeah she thought that it, it was way better than a river runs through it yeah. <laughs> but there are so many things on like my netflix list that like speaking of old movies that you're like oh i don't watch movies unless they're old for this podcast i keep i i for some reason heard a good review of that movie the professional with uh natalie portman oh, leon the Le- professional yeah, yeah. Uh, and like, I heard a good review and I was like, oh, it's on Netflix. I might check that out. And it's been on my list for like three months. Oh, also just to kind of like feed into that. It's not that I don't watch movies past five years is I don't watch movies. I haven't seen yet past five years. I'll watch old movies that I've already seen. Just not right. new yeah. movies. That okay. I yeah. Yeah. Seen. yeah well, I, I think that was clear. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Were you about to say something about the Leon? Yeah. Have you seen it, Tyler? Yeah. Is what it good? Think of it. It's in know. like the IMDb top 50 or something. You're not, you're not stoked on it. It's a weird movie. I didn't yeah. like it that much. It's a weird movie. Yeah. Right, well, maybe I won't watch it. Jake, it I, I can tell you based on a conversation we had the other day, uh, you will not like this movie. Okay. That, that's uh, enough for me. Honestly. Yeah. Uh, what was, what was the movie we were talking about on Tuesday that, that you really didn't like? Oh, uh, licorice pizza. I did not like licorice pizza. Based on based on what you thought about licorice Wait, pizza, what? you will hate Leon the Professional. Oh, that's upsetting. If yes. what you're if what you're saying, <laughs> yes. Oh my god, see him connect the pieces. <laughs> oh no, I'm not I, watching I that. mean, it's not it's not uh, anything um, like uh, it's just a romantic story. It's not a sexual story. It, it, Leon the professional yeah is a re- but isn't Natalie Portman like 10 yeah and isn't he like 40 yeah okay <laughs> and and she has a, a a big romantic like weird dynamic with him like he doesn't necessarily with her but she does with him okay well that's in in a lot of ways better but also it's, it's still, not great yeah it's not great it's Wait, still, is this an old movie it came out like the nineties or something. Yeah. I just like, I, I heard it. I saw it in IMDb top 50 and then I saw it on Netflix and I was like, Oh, maybe I'll watch it. But now I'm not gonna. Yeah. Based on, based on that conversation. I think you should nom it. <laughs> no, probably not. No, it's in the low. top 50. No. 
Don't do it. I might. I haven't seen it. You no. You I'm will, sorry that you I won't like. It. I I'm sorry that I brought it up, Zach. <laughs> no, it's okay because I know it's not going to happen. Yeah. Scott would be the only person. Gosh dang it! <laughs> He's turning to change his. I was gonna say you have no idea what Scott will do to make us upset. You know, it's now if, the season ender. If you, <laughs> if you get rid of what is it called? <laughs> yep, Liam, Liam the goat. That's it. You nailed it. <laughs> if you get rid of Greatest Showman for Leon the Professional, I won't be that upset. Well, that's just what what just happened. <laughs> Very <Wow>. exciting, <laughs> Scott. For the record, it is Leon. Oh, Leon the professional. <laughs> Not Liam the goat. <laughs> no, none of us said Liam the goat except for after you typed Liam the goat. I can't believe that that just happened. I can't believe it either. It's good that you told me that because I would have went and looked it up later and I'm like, this isn't even a movie. Yeah, I know. Oh, man. All right, guys. Well, uh, we're, what do you say we bring this up to a close? Let's do it. I'm, pr- I'm pretty bummed that we're going to watch this movie now. Well, don't talk negatively about movies in front yeah, of me. Yeah, I'm pretty <laughs> bummed. <laughs> I mean, did you like take that personally? No, I just love when there's like movies out there that I know there's strong feelings about that I haven't seen yet that I'm like, oh, I'm going to make us all watch that again. All right, Scott, I think you have to kick this one off. Yes, I do. I'm going to give this one... Uh, 7.4 um, quails. Very <laughs> I don't nice. even know what a quail looks like. Uh, Zach. Uh, uh, I can't think of a unit. I'm going to give this 5.8 roles I wish Nick Cage played. Oh, that was what I was going to do. <laughs> I was sorry. I was really far away from the mic when I started talking. Jake. Uh, I'm going to give this six even. Um, uh, golly, hold on. Uh, Christopher, Christopher Walken, Secretary of Treasury. I don't know. Zach stole mine. <laughs> that wasn't even a sentence. Yeah. Uh, Tyler. I'm going to give this uh, 6.4 uh, eye drops in water. Oh, oh yeah. Man, pretty, pretty bad. Uh, Start to the season. Yeah, pretty bad month for us. So what do we got? 84, 55, 56, and then... 64. 64. I was not expecting to be the second highest rated out of the four of us. <laughs> Me neither. Um, all right. Well, that came out to a 64%. Uh, that brings it to uh, number 68 out of 83. <laughs> wow. So wait, hold on. Welcome to season three. In this episode, in in this like the la- in the first four episodes of season three, we've had the the fourth worst, the sixth worst, and now what is this? This sixty eight out of eighty three. Yeah, like whatever 15th, it is. Yeah, fifteenth worst movies that we've done. Yeah, and and then CK, and then CK. Yeah, twenty four. Yeah, we're twenty four. So wow. we're we're hitting really like low end of the pack uh, to start things off. And to be honest with you, uh, over the next month, uh, we've got a we've got a fun month coming to you guys. And I think that some of these will skew upwards, but a lot of them, uh, half of them maybe, might sit down in this range. I'm really curious to know what the half of them are, but we can talk about that. Uh, Afterwards, should we should we tell them what the the theme? Of yeah, next month yeah, is? we've already done it, but yeah. So we're okay, doing we mobster march. Uh, so in years past, we've done uh, like a, a Valentine's month in February, like just a themed month other than Spooktober. And so this year, we're doing mobster march for no reason other than that it alliterates. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> we could have done mobster May, but we didn't want to. Yeah, and we you didn't know want what? To. Mobster march came up, and we we're like. We already did the Godfather. It's yeah, like, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, there's no good reason. There's nothing that happens with the mob in March. Why that's significant? We just picked it. So, you well, know. to be fair, I have no idea what the mob is doing, <laughs> <laughs> but it does know what you're doing, probably. <laughs> uh, yeah. So we've got a cool lineup for you guys. Uh, we like, like we said, we've already done the Godfather one, and that's what inspired this. And so we're going to be doing uh, the second Godfather movie. We're going to be uh, doing uh, the Goodfellas. Uh, Martin Scorsese, uh, classic. We're going to be doing Scarface, uh, which is, you know, just, uh, one of, one of the more iconic movies that, uh, Michael Bolton apparently loves. Hmm. Who? I don't get it. No. Okay. Moving on. Uh, 
the singer. I know who he is, but I don't get the joke. When he did uh, the Lonely Island song, Jack oh, Sparrow. Oh, yeah. Like, and he talks about Scarface? Like, yeah. the last half of the song is about oh, Scarface. Yeah. Uh, and then um, <laughs> and then we'll be doing uh, The Untouchables as well. So that's not quite a mob movie. It's like an FBI movie, but, you know. Did you What's, say uh, that you thought some of these would skew up and others? Yeah. I'm curious which ones you think will be the better and which ones won't. I mean, I think um, my guess is that Godfather and Goodfellas is going to do, like, mid high or or fairly high in Scarface and Untouchables is going to be really low. The two Brian De Palma movies. Yeah. So uh what uh what are we doing next week? Uh it looks like we're kicking Zach. things off with Scarface. Yeah. Zach's pick of, of Scarface. My Scarface, yeah. Uh once again, if you guys got this far into the episode, thank you so much. If you like what you're hearing, like, rate, subscribe, comment, do whatever you got to do. <laughs> whatever you got to do. If you don't like what you're hearing, why are you this far into the episode? <laughs> That's fair. Uh, but yeah, give us a follow, uh, rate, like, subscribe. And uh, Tyler, do you have any uh, final thoughts? Uh, yeah, I just got to say, I can't believe that...